Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick as always. Today we're going to run through a few NFL games. We're going to talk Texans, Jets, Seahawks, Niners, and then the big one, Sunday Night Football, Dallas, Philly. We'll close out with our best bets, but let's start off in East Rutherford. Drew, Texans, three and a half point favorites uh, in East Rutherford. The total is 33 flat, expecting a lot of rain and wind in this one uh what do you think of this guy i hope there's a lot of rain and wind in this one jay (laughs) that would make me very happy because uh this is uh potentially the toughest test of young cj stroud's career he has largely been playing in relatively favorable conditions and he has largely gone up this season against relatively soft defenses. Uh, this is a very different situation, and he is potentially playing now in the absence of Tedis Howard, we know, is uh, who has a, uh, you know, been a decent uh, pass protector for him this year. Uh, and now Tank Dell out as well. Puts a little bit of stress on this uh, pass-catching core. It uh, looks like Dalton Schultz, I believe, is practicing, which is probably a huge positive for them because that's probably the one area you do want. You, know, you, you want a tight end who can... Uh, create a little bit of separation to attack the middle of the field against the Jets because you're not winning on the outside against this uh, this secondary. It is just absolutely as good as it gets. And uh, the insertion of Zach Wilson back into the lineup, I think, is an upgrade for the Jets. So uh, I played the Jets at plus six earlier this week, um, I guess, assuming that Zach Wilson was either going to play or it wasn't going to matter uh, because I think the matchup that everybody wants to see is C.J. Stroud up against the mighty Jets defense. This uh, Jets defense is is historically good, uh, and C.J. Stroud, if he answers the questions against this unit in these conditions, I think we basically have to just throw up our hands and say, yep, this is the next coming of uh, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, you name it. Yep. I think with Stroud, uh, look, I think Stroud is excellent. I think he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL already, but there is a case to be made that he hasn't really played much at all. If you And if this is only if you accept the notion that the Jags defense is a little fraudulent, which I think is probably fair after what the uh, Bengals did to them, after what the Niners did to them. Admittedly, it's the Niners, but still, uh, because outside of good performances against Jacksonville, I mean, Stroud against above average or very good defenses. Uh, he was terrible against Baltimore. It was his first game in the NFL, but still wasn't very good in that game. Against Denver on the weekend at home, he was negative EPA, negative completion percentage, over expected. 
Uh, I mean, Carolina's past defense has sneakily gotten okay, and he was terrible in that game against them. And the teams that he's lit, he's lit up, Bengals, awful. Bucks, awful. Cardinals, awful. He struggled against New Orleans back when they had a really solid defense. So, look, I think there is the case to be made that his numbers – and perception is a little bit skewed by opposition. And now there's nowhere to hide. Two of the next three weeks at New York, home to Cleveland. This New York game in particular, in the conditions. Now, Dalton Schultz, he had limited practice on Wednesday, but Thursday, today when we're recording, he was DNP. Oh. And so that doesn't bode great to go oh. from home to DNP. And beat reporters are now talking as though it's going to be a Brevin-Jordan game. Obviously, they've already lost Tank Dell, banged up on the offensive line. I think this Jets defense has a pretty solid argument to be considered the best in football, at least certainly in the top three. So this is going to be Stroud's toughest matchup. Uh, And then on the other side of the ball, I mean, Zach Wilson, look, Zach Wilson's not very good, but he's not very good in a normal NFL way of being not very good. I think he's probably the 31st, 33rd best quarterback in the league. But at least he's a real-life quarterback. And Tim Boyle was not a real-life quarterback. That wasn't a real offense. Like, there was just no prayer whatsoever. And Zach makes good plays and he makes more bad plays. But at least there are good plays in there. And Tim Boyle just made no plays whatsoever. There's just no ceiling. And I think that against the Texans' defense, which is improving but is not an elite unit, I think Wilson will at least be able to uh, get – first downs and have real drives. And I think combined with the defense, uh, I think the Jets are very live in this one. But uh, we'll circle back to that when uh, we touch on our best bets. Final Uh, thought here. Yeah. Texans need 20 20 points to cover this game. They need 17 to win, in my opinion. And even the all-time greats have bad days. This has every possible recipe you could think of for a bad day for C.J. Stroud. And the fact that he's getting zero help from the run game is I think also meaningful because in these types of conditions, you want that to be able to lean on. He's not going to have it. I think the Jets are the side. Yep, I agree. All right, before we get to Seahawks Niners, this holiday season, Drew, get the fantasy fan in your life, the exclusive Roto World Draft Guide bundle featuring expert analytics, player insights, and season-long tools. Get all three of the draft guides for one low price. Go to NBCSports.com slash holiday bundle. And use code HOLIDAY23 at checkout to receive 25% off and a $10 Fanatics gift card. All right, Seahawks 49ers. It's Niners minus 10.5 at home. The total is 46.5. The early line on this was 12.5. It's since come down, which I think is reasonable. Looks like Eric Armstead is not going to play. Mm. Seemed like he really pushed through uh, whatever was ailing him a week ago when he wasn't practicing just because of the scope and uh, the occasion of that Eagles game. But he's likely not going to go against the Seahawks. Seahawks have their own injury problems too. They have a lot of guys on the injury report. Uh, But what do you think of this? Do you think the Niners let down after uh, that momentous victory at the link? Yeah, directly in the afterglow of that momentous victory. Um, my sentiment was, boy, I, it's going to take, can't wait to see how many points I'm going to get with Seattle this week. Let's go. Uh, you know, Seattle's offense was pretty awesome uh, you know, on Thursday Night Football against the Cowboys. Uh, as Geno Smith looks healthy, that definitely matters. Uh, maybe even more than that, the offensive line for the Seahawks, I thought, did a very, very fair job 
uh, you know, people will think of, well, you know, they they let Mike Parsons come through on fourth down that ended the game. Yeah, but that wasn't that was a schematic problem. That wasn't the quality of play of the offensive line, from what I could tell you. Uh, having Abe Lucas back matters. Having Cross back matters. Uh, I think they're a relatively solid unit, and they have extra rest. All that to me says. This team can score. Niners defense is not the same unit as last year that was just smothering people down the stretch. They give up yards. They give up points. They have issues in the secondary, albeit they have solved some of those issues. I think the Seahawks are going to be able to, to answer what the Niners are bringing to the table here. Um, and so that has me interested in either Niners, excuse me, either Seahawks plus the points uh, or an over 46 and a half. I've wrestled with this all week. Uh, I missed the early prices on the Seahawks, which were on the other side of 11. Um, and uh, so I think at this point, it's a better bet to look for over 46 and a half here. I think the Seahawks can get into the low teens, uh, excuse me, high teens, low 20s. Uh, and that's what they're going to need to get a 46 and a half home because nothing on the Seattle defense is stopping Brock Purdy and company. These guys are absolutely outrageous. They match up perfectly. And uh, there's virtually no answer with what the Seahawks are doing right now defensively. They're a bottom five unit as currently rostered and they're having injury issues on that side of the ball. So very little hope that Seattle is going to be able to get off the field in short order here. And maybe the fact that there is some additional explosive plays helps uh, helps uh, an over 46 and a half here. So um, I think uh, points are in order. Uh, and I think that's the only real way to look at this one. What do you think? Yeah, we'll see with the Seahawks defense because now admittedly they're not coming off their best game because I believe Dallas did not punt uh, in that Thursday night game, which isn't <laughs> ideal for your defensive performance. But they did give Purdy some issues in that matchup on Thanksgiving. Purdy was, uh, was negative EPA for a lot of that game until late Kind of flurry but he did have some issues now Devin Witherspoon had to make some superhuman plays uh to to give him those issues and he's very close to a couple of touchdown passes that didn't come off but uh I do I think the Seahawks defense is okay enough and we'll see what happens with the status of Leonard Williams <laughs> and Jamal Adams but I don't I don't think this is an awful unit notwithstanding that the Cowboys lit them up but the Cowboys are lighting everyone up at the moment uh and then on the other side uh with the Niners now the Niners have been known to play with their food uh a little bit I think back to the matchup against who was it Jared Stidham and the Raiders last year where the Raiders put up like 34 on the Niners when the Raiders were you know one of the worst teams in football so I think there certainly is that kind of potential coming off uh, that game against the Eagles where they're dressing all bl in all black, they're running Debo as uh, returning kickoffs. Like they went all <laughs> out for that game. Yeah. And now the Seahawks with their season on the line, they come in with extra rest, which I think will be yeah. key. And so, yeah, for me, Seattle would be the side. I mean, Gino, uh, it's gotten a little lost in the wash because they lost the game ultimately. Uh, but that's the best I've ever seen Gino Smith play football. And I think also just the the way in which he played well, where he was pressured on 54% of his dropbacks. And the reason I know that is because Micah Parsons tweeted it out, which is <laughs> be like, hey guys, even though I didn't get a sack, still consider me for defensive player of the year. But I think because Geno's, he's going to be clearly under pressure again, like yeah. Bosa and Chase Young, they're going to get the best of this offensive line. But uh, everything considered, with the rest advantage, uh, yeah, the Seahawks would be the side for me here at uh, at ten and a half. Before we get to Sunday night football, our breakdown, a reminder that it is this Sunday night, the matchup between MVP candidates and Super Bowl contenders when Jalen Hurts 
And the Eagles travel to Dallas for a battle with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. Your entire life you've been told to save. But has anyone helped you figure out how to spend? With Fidelity Income Planning, get help creating a personalized plan for cash flow, even when you're not working. One that includes your 401k and all your other accounts. Make informed decisions that best fit your life ahead, whether one-on-one or through our planning tools. Learn more at fidelity.com slash income planning. Advisory services provided by Fidelity Personal and Workplace Advisors, LLC for a fee. Brokerage services by Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. All right. The line is Cowboys minus three and a half. The total is 52. This line is three and a half the other way for the matchup in Philly uh, a bit over a month ago, I want to say. From memory, now Cowboys are at a rest advantage, and Cowboys are as healthy as you can possibly be. Basically, now the Eagles are also getting healthy. Dallas got it back, expected to play. Uh, Zach Cunningham will be back, which I think is a big deal given how their linebackers looked uh, against San Francisco. So, not sure what the status is of Shaq Landon. I'm not sure it really matters too much. But do you think three and a half Cowboys has gone a bit too far? I came into this week with that opinion. And I have since lost almost all confidence in the Eagles finding a way to compete in this game. Because I really, really, really don't know what the way in is for their defense to get off the field. Um, The limitations with the Eagles defense right now are pretty straightforward on top of the fact that it's a unit that looks just absolutely as fatigued as any defenses i've seen and that makes sense considering who they've had to play and how like high leverage these games are week in week out for these guys so it's been a a bad run for philly and i don't think that this is the recipe you know one week is not going to all of a sudden fix all of the fatigue issues with this team uh you see darius slay missing time with an injury and while he has had a down season by my numbers he is still a really important piece because you start backfilling the you know the the key positions in the second and we are talking major, major problems. So uh, Eagles defense is the issue here. And I think the you know the Eagles offense is going to be that much more incentivized to try to play a little bit of keep away ball, try to slow things down. They have to figure out some way to get something going on in the running game, albeit their offensive line is incredible at the pass as pass protection. They are incredible at the tush push. They cannot get a push in the straight-up standard running game for whatever reason. And something about what the Eagles are doing in terms of scheme and sequencing is somewhat predictable because they are not fooling anyone. Play action is not working at all for Jalen Hurts right now. And I think that uh, makes them relatively one-dimensional. And while the dimension that they do have with their deep passing attack is potentially could work against the Cowboys, you know, Deron Bland, as we saw against uh, uh, DK Metcalf, did not have the goods to 
match up 1v1 against a giant, awesome, fast wide receiver, which the Eagles have. Um, but I think ultimately the Cowboys scoring enough points to get the win in the cover here is more likely than the Eagles uh, finding a way to play keep away and and counting on uh, Cowboys having turnovers. Because like really, like as I tried to make a case to bet the Eagles here outside of three, all I could come up with is they're going to need to get lucky. And they've gotten lucky a lot this year, and they do have a schematic advantage on offense with their ability to go for it on you know third and short, fourth and one, at, you know, and and convert at such a high clip. Uh, but the defensive side here, if you're if you're living on those margins and your defense is giving up uh, you know 35, 40 points, you're deep, 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 deep trouble. So uh, ultimately, I think this is probably Cowboys alt time. Like you're pr- probably, I don't like because I don't see this being like the last time around where this is some sort of weird, you know, like competitive game where, you know, it comes down to the final six seconds and you need to convert a touchdown, right? This has way more of a game state, uh, in my opinion, that uh, Cowboys are either running away and absolutely putting a pounding on these guys, uh, or the Eagles do get lucky early on, get a couple of turnovers, and then can play keep away uh, in the second half here, which they would win just about outright. So I don't see much value in taking Eagles at plus three and a half. I don't think they're fair bet on the money line at current price either. So uh, that leaves me with Cowboys alts. Okay. Well, I certainly hope you're right as I'm firmly against the Eagles in basically every single market I've bet this season. Uh, I struggle to reconcile exactly what happened to the Cowboys defense against Seattle, whether that was just Geno Smith having an out-of-body experience, whether it was just that Deron Bland was so singularly bad in that game that it just kind of torpedoed everything for for three quarters, basically. And with Bland, I think I think that he is good. I don't think he's just like a pick six merchant. Uh, he's still the highest rated cornerback by PFF grade, uh, even after that debacle against the Eagles, where he, uh, sorry, against the Seahawks, where he, as you'd expect, graded really poorly. He was fine against the Eagles in the first matchup. He had allowed three receptions for 43 yards. He was fine. And mm-hmm. so I'm a little bit worried about Terrence Steele, who cost the Cowboys the game against the Eagles, just an absolute <laughs> zero out of 10 performance from Steele. And he is really, I mean, he is the weak point of this Cowboys team, the fact that they just get so little from that position but uh and then with the eagles with their defense i think that this the illness of their past defense is just terminal like i don't think it's gonna get maybe it'll get a little bit better but bradbury's been bad this year darius slay has been fine but he's not the same guy bradley roby looks like he's just cooked uh Mm -hmm. kevin byatt isn't who he was two years ago at least in coverage uh nicholas morrow is not a good coverage linebacker like i I don't really see how the Eagles are going to stop Dak Prescott outside of uh, maybe the pass rush getting home and forcing turnovers, whereas I do think there is scope on the other side, even if it is also unlikely. I do think the Cowboys' defense, just with that pass rush, uh, with Bland playing better, with Gilmore holding up, uh, I think there is more scope for them to be competitive against the Eagles. So Mm -hmm. three and a half is a bit. It's a big flip from, uh, from when these two teams played. Um, over a month ago, but uh, I think with the rest advantage, that's the case. It's this Eagles defense has just been on the field so much lately. Yeah. They are at the end of an absolute gauntlet. Meanwhile, the Cowboys have just been taking out the trash and they've had one, <laughs> test, one real test in the past month and they get a break <laughs> off of it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, real quick, I lean with you. Cowboys defense last week was an aberration, not signal. You know yeah. what is signal? 
the Eagles defense is not very good. Yes. You don't have to you don't have to uh cherry pick, you don't have to thread the needle, you don't have to do anything fancy. EPA per play on the balance of the season, they're bottom five. EPA yep. per play in the last eight weeks, you want to guess? They're bottom five? two. The yeah. only team that's been worse in the last eight weeks on defense in EPA per play is the Washington Commanders. And I, I, I do have a recent memory of seeing the Cowboys play against the Commanders, and it yeah. was not pretty. <laughs> so I think ultimately, even though like my gut instinct was up, back the Eagles on a bounce back, back a divisional rival, you know, inside a, uh, you know, out, you know, just getting a hook, like. I, I think you throw all that out. This is uh, this this defense is a terminal was a good word. I I think a good descriptor um, because uh, the the reinforcements aren't coming anytime soon. Slay may not play. Yeah, that would be just magnificent. Hope you get better, Darius Slay. <laughs> but uh, hope you get better on Monday. Uh, yes, I hope the Cowboys win this game. All right, before we get to our best bets, reminder that Bet the Edge isn't the only show every weekday during the NFL season. Drew, you can check out the Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Barry, Connor Rogers, and myself. There's live on Peacock at noon, Eastern, Riaz at 4 p.m. and is available on our NFL and NBC Sports YouTube channel as well as wherever you listen to your podcasts. Doors take us to summers away or winter adventures and afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mowing Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a, like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. All right, best bets for week 14. I will start. I'm taking the Jets money line straight up against the Texans, still plus 168 some spots uh, for all the reasons that I laid out. I think Stroud, as magnificent as he is, is somewhat a product of the poor defenses that he has lit up. Uh, The Jets are not a poor defense to light up. I think that the conditions will play into the Jets' favor and that this is going to be a very ugly Jetsy type of game that they pull out yeah. in the vein that they pulled out the Eagles game. They pulled out the Buffalo game. Uh, and I think that Zach Wilson will give them enough uh, just sub-competence to, uh, to get them to a winning score. So Jets money line for me. What have you got? Yeah, I, I like that, and uh, I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the other marquee game of the week, which is our um, was expected to be our AFC championship preview between the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, one of these teams is on the outside looking in, and the other team is in a little bit of a free fall right now. So it's just a weird one. Um, 
I think the Bills money line is the bet. And uh, I am counting on two things here, Jay. Number one, I'm counting on the offense that we saw for the Buffalo Bills before they went into the bye week against the Eagles is exactly what we thought it was going to be. This is the best of what they can bring to the table. Their backs are against the wall. You have to use every single option uh, in your playbook for Josh Allen rolling out of the pockets, scrambling, design runs. Uh, You have a a matchup advantage against a uh, Chiefs defense that all of a sudden is flagging. The best of the Chiefs defense is feels like forever ago. It was like the month of September, Jay. They have not performed to the level that we saw early in the season. And uh, I think some of that is just generally regression of certain players. The more tape we've gotten on these guys, the more it's been clear how you want to attack them through the air. And I think the Bills are going to be able to take advantage of all of those factors uh, offensively to score points in this one. And then you flip the coin. We went through a four or five week cycle where every single time we talked about bills on this podcast, we were scratching our head as far as why is the market not correctly adjusting for the injuries on defense? What is going on? This defense is not good. What is happening? And I think now we are on the other side of the coin where the market is treating this defense like it's bad, but they're effectively at full strength. Except for the guys who are on IR, who you know who matter, I know, but the guys who replaced them over the last month and a half have gotten a lot of reps to get understand their roles and responsibilities better. I think the linebacking core has shown improvement week in, week out. I think the pass rush could be a factor here. So uh, really pretty much every box checks Bills here. I think Bills beat the Chiefs, and I really hope the Bills run all the way into uh, where Week 18 matters against the uh, Dolphins for the AFC East. Yep. That, that would be lovely. Yeah, and I think we forget because of how the Eagles finished the game against the Bills. But, I mean, the first half, it was Jalen Hurst like two of nine at one point. And yeah. I know there was some weather involved. But, uh, I mean, the Bills' defense was awesome in the first half. And then it felt like uh, Sean McDermott just kind of um, just had a breakdown and just decided, well, yeah, we're going to play in a shell defense every single play to prevent uh, a touchdown on one play, not realizing that teams uh, in the NFL are allowed to score touchdowns on drives that take multiple plays when they pick up eight yards every time. Still very bitter about um, that result going the way it did. But yeah, no, I agree. I think the Bills have a perfectly fine defense and uh, and they have a top three offense. And this Chiefs team is just scuffling at the Mm -hmm. moment where they just don't seem to have the upside on offense, no explosion down the field. And the defense, I don't think, is the top three unit that it was touted as for a long time. So uh, I'm with you there. All right. Uh, Reminder that people can go back through the podcast history, through the YouTube feed, if you want to see our handicaps of other NFL games for this upcoming weekend. Uh, But for now, we are done. Don't forget to check out NBCSports.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks to those listening As a podcast, please rate and subscribe if you are. And also a reminder to find all your favorite NBC Sports shows on Amazon Music. Just head to amazon.com slash NBC Sports. I'm Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick. Good luck this weekend. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow & Grow. 
Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner, too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a... Like a good neighbor? Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor? State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.